Good morning. Welcome to the Marketing Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished down 1.2%. The S&P 500 finished down 0.39%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 0.08%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day down 0.43%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were energy and healthcare. Energy finished up 2.62% followed by healthcare, which ended the day up 0.69%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were consumer discretionary and technology. Consumer discretionary finished down 2.11%, followed by technology, which ended the day down 0.91%. The market started the week mostly lower yesterday, as equities continued to struggle for direction, while fears around a recession and slowdown in economic growth continued to persist against a background of elevated inflation. So before the market even opened yesterday, investor sentiment took a hit in the form of some disappointing economic data from overseas. China reported a decrease in retail sales and industrial output that was significantly worse than economists had predicted. Retail sales fell by 11.1% in April on a year-over-year basis, significantly worse than the 6.1% economists had predicted. In addition, Industrial production dropped 2.9% in April on a year-over-year basis, also significantly worse than the 0.4% consensus estimate. To make matters worse, the unemployment rate in China's 31 largest cities climbed to a new high of 6.7% in April. Now, there's really two ways to look at this data. The more optimistic approach is to realize that in April, China's economy was crippled by a severe COVID outbreak, causing the government to enact strict lockdowns of both its citizens and businesses largely impacting its industrial output. However, in May, China has slowly started to reopen, and on Sunday, Shanghai, the city most affected by the recent outbreak, announced that they will be reopening businesses gradually, with an aim to resume normal production by the middle of June. So one way to look at the data is to take into account the knowledge that China's economy is likely to stabilize. But you could also take the headline at face value, and added to the increasingly long list of data released recently that point to growth concerns and economic slowdown, which increases the likelihood of a recession. And yesterday, it seems the market took the headline at face value and investor sentiment took a hit. This hit was made worse by some domestic economic data in the form of the May Empire State Manufacturing Survey, which showed a surprising and somewhat concerning slowdown in manufacturing and factory activity. Further weakening sentiment and the global economic outlook was a downwardly revised 2022 Eurozone growth forecast released yesterday from the European Commission, as well as a temporary ban on wheat exports from India over concerns of a domestic food shortage. So we had all these additional things working against the market yesterday, which, as we are all painfully aware, has been struggling to find direction on its own given the plethora of concerns facing investors such as inflation, interest rates, the Fed, and the global uncertainty stemming from the situation in Ukraine. To make everything more interesting yesterday, oil prices spiked over 3%. 
So we had all the makings for a day of negative market action with growth concerns being front and center. And that is exactly what we saw. The treasury market continued to depict these growth concerns through a decline in the 10-year yield, which fell six basis points to 2.88%. Meanwhile, the two-year yield decreased one basis point to 2.58%. When looking at equities, the consumer discretionary sector was the worst performer, falling 2%, as giants Amazon and Tesla struggled. Amazon finished nearly 2% lower, while Tesla finished down nearly 6%. Another major loser was the information technology sector, with prominent names like Apple and Alphabet both finishing down more than a percent. But really, growth stocks in general remained out of favor yesterday, evident by the 1.1% decline in the Russell 3000 growth index versus the 0.1% gain for the Russell 3000 value index. So, In conclusion, with growth concerns being the main focus, there just wasn't a ton of conviction out there yesterday. There may have also been a wait-and-see attitude for the retail sales figures which come out this morning and Fed Chair Powell's address later today, and the tone of both of these things will likely dictate market activity, so stay tuned. But regardless of what happens, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines... It was a busy weekend and Monday for news stories, but perhaps the biggest story was that Finland and Sweden announced on Sunday that they are going to seek NATO membership in a historic move for the Nordic countries known for their military neutrality policy. Finland's Prime Minister Sanna Marin described the move to apply as an important decision based on a strong mandate and that being a member of a military alliance will maximize Finland's security after Russia's unprecedented invasion of Ukraine in February. Shortly after Finland's statement, Swedish Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson also stated her support for Sweden applying to join NATO. This move represents a complete 180 in stance for her Swedish Social Democratic Party, which dropped its long-standing resistance to joining the alliance, citing Russia's continuous aggression in Ukraine. Now, Russia is not happy with this announcement, as Finland joining NATO would increase Russia's land border with NATO member states by around 800 miles. And Putin has repeatedly cited the eastward expansion of NATO, which he calls a threat to Russian security, as one of the primary reasons for launching his war in Ukraine. In fact, yesterday, Russia's deputy foreign minister, Sergei Rybakov, issued a statement in which he said Sweden and Finland's bids to join NATO were another grave mistake with far-reaching consequences. The formal application to join NATO is expected from both countries in the coming days, so stay tuned for updates. Speaking of Russia, according to British military intelligence, Russia has likely lost a third of its combat forces shipped into Ukraine as its campaign in the Donbass region continues to lose momentum. According to the report published yesterday, despite small-scale initial advances, Russia has failed to achieve substantial territorial gains over the past month while sustaining consistently high levels of attrition. Among the setbacks, Russia's military faces low morale, high attrition rates, and dwindling supplies of key equipment, which have further diminished the military's capabilities. In somewhat related news, yesterday, McDonald's said that it will sell its business in Russia less than two months after it originally paused its operation in the country due to the situation in Ukraine. McDonald's department from Russia marks the end of an era that once promised hope, as the brand, viewed by many Russians as one of the most famous icons of American capitalism, established its first restaurant in Russia more than 32 years ago as the communist Soviet state crumbled. Speaking of crumbling, 
the situation with Twitter and Elon Musk continues to get more complicated. So on Friday, Elon tweeted that his $44 billion cash offer to take the company private was temporarily on hold while he awaited statistics on the proportion of its fraudulent accounts. To identify the bots, he said his team would test a random sample of 100 followers. When a user asked to explain the method of filtering bot accounts, he responded that he chose 100 as a sample size number because it is what Twitter uses to compute its stated 5% fake account number. And that tweet about the sample size has apparently gotten him in trouble. Because on Saturday, he tweeted that Twitter's legal team accused him of violating a non-disclosure agreement by revealing that the sample size of the social media platform checks on automated users was just 100 accounts. So it's unclear at this point what the outcome will be, but Twitter finished down over 8% yesterday. And lastly, this morning at 10 a.m., the U.S. House Intelligence Committee's Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence, and Counterprolification Subcommittee will take the floor and explain to the American public what they know about inexplicable sightings of unidentified flying objects. So officials from the Pentagon and intelligence directors will testify to, quote, end the cycle of excessive secrecy and speculation with truth and transparency. Representative Andre Carson summarized today's action by saying, the American people expect and demand their leaders in government and intelligence to analyze and respond to any potential national security dangers particularly ones we do not fully understand. And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from May 17th of the past, starting today in 1792, when the New York Stock Exchange was established, when a group of 24 brokers and merchants met by a tree on what is now Wall Street and signed the Buttonwood Agreement. Fast forward to 1875, the first Kentucky Derby was held at Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. In 1954, the Supreme Court ruled unanimously against segregation in schools in Brown v. Board of Education. 19 years later, in 1973, the investigation of Watergate by the Senate began televised hearings on the Watergate scandal. And lastly, in 2007, two trains, one from North Korea and one from South Korea, both carrying 150 passengers, became the first trains to pass through the two countries since the Korean War, a symbol of hope for future cooperation between the two countries. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Market in Minutes podcast. Please note the content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.